Hi there, this is Terry Wada, one of your co-hosts with Being Minority in America. I wanted to thank you so much for listening to this very first episode of this podcast. So glad that you're here and taking the time to join us. So today we're going to dive into a really simple question that probably connects with many people, if not everyone out there. And that is, what's one time that stands out for you when you felt different? And we wanted to start off with this question because it really is the core of what it's like to be a minority in America. And we have so many similarities around that, that everyone at some time has probably felt like a minority. So we wanted to share our stories around this and we hope you enjoy the stories that we're sharing and we hope that you can find some similarities and connection. If you enjoy this episode, we hope you'll tune in next month as we tackle another question. Hello out there, this is Terry Wada with Collabo Creative, and I've got with me Rochelle Asbury, and welcome to our very first podcast. So we are giving this podcast thing a try, and what we're doing today is we're launching a podcast called Being Minority in America, and we kind of like the little double entendre there where we call it Being M-I-A, because The whole point of this podcast and the reason why we're here and we're planning on showing up every month is to talk about and hear about experiences and stories around how people feel different or left out or missing in action in our everyday lives. And and Rochelle and I came to this kind of realization, the whole reason why we wanted to start a podcast was that we will talk a little bit about our backgrounds, but essentially we're both minorities living in America. And um, we've had many experiences where we just felt like we presented, we were kind of missing, our people were missing, um, or we felt out of place, we felt like we didn't belong. And in, in sharing our stories with each other, it just seemed like there's so many other people, there are every, every single one of us has had that feeling where we didn't belong, where we didn't feel like we fit in. And it doesn't matter who you are or what your background is, but that feeling is something that we can empathize with each other around. And in that empathy, of course, that's going to help us just be better people to each other and build stronger communities. And, And the end goal, right, is always to make a better world. So welcome to our very first podcast, I said again, of being minority America. And I'm going to let Rochelle, I'm going to turn this over to Michelle, Rochelle so she can do a an introduction for herself and you can learn more about her. So take it away, Rochelle. All righty. Thanks, Terry. Well, I think Terry um, really said it best at the very beginning um, as far as our goal is to bring people together. Um, it's nothing like, you know, just having the opportunity to walk in someone else's shoes. I think that brings community um, heart to heart. Um, that is so important. With that being said, I am an inspirational public speaker and author and a health and wellness expert. And I think wellness comes in so many different forms, but the key is, is to grow. And I'm just honored to come alongside my cohort here and hopefully we'll be able to share some nuggets of truth um, that you can really resonate with. Because at the end of the day, we're all human, uh, human beings trying to navigate our ways 
um, through this world where we want um, the best for ourselves, our children, our communities. So, um, hey, I'm, I'm just here. I'm coming along and hopefully I can be impactful and insightful and to share my life story. So, hey, back at you, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. I'm so excited to be on this uh, on this journey and in this adventure with you because the last time we had talked, when we had just started talking about, you know, this idea, um, just hearing your stories and your experiences and, and you know, what you've lived through is it's just it was so amazing to hear those stories they would give me like goosebumps and and it was so interesting to know that I was like I, I've had similar experiences you know in different contexts in different ways and so a little bit about um about my background right like I am um I think they call me a cusper so I'm not quite a millennial but not quite a, a gen xer um <laughs> always kind of in this kind of medium place. I, I was born and raised in Hawaii and um, coming from a, an American Japanese background, you know, I am Asian American. But what's so funny is it's something I've never realized because I grew up in Hawaii. I grew up in a place where everyone around me looked similar to me, right? I never felt like I didn't belong because it's all I knew until I moved out to the Midwest, moved out to Indiana, which is where I call home now, same as you. And, um, and, and in that, you know, I moved out here about a decade ago. And over that time, it's just been, they say culture shock, but it's almost like an acculturation, right? It's this slow, slow changing of, of who, who I was and how I grew up to something different and new um, and sometimes better not than other times, maybe not. Right. And exactly. so that, that's where there's so much we have, I think that we can share and, and also hear from other people around what are people's experiences and what is it like to feel, feel different, to feel like you don't belong. And, and like you said, right, building community based on those experiences so that we all realize we're more similar than we are different. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm so excited. Me to, too. Yeah. I'm so excited to be on this journey with you. So well, we wanted to do a little setup so everyone understood why we're here and what we're going to be talking about and what we're going to be showing up every month for. And this for this first one, we wanted to tackle kind of a, a real simple question, but just share experiences around this question. So um, we want to talk about what's one time that stands out for you when you felt different. And I'm going to let Rochelle go ahead. You tell us uh, one of your stories because you've got so many amazing stories. I do. And uh, when you had um, presented this question to me, Terry, I mean, all sorts of things had jumped out um, in my mind, just really had taken me back a ways. And um and over time, I'll share even more. But, you know, I think the one um, I grew up in the northern part of Indiana and it was a it was very diverse mm-hmm. and it was pretty cool that we all kind of, you know, our parents, some of our parents we went to high school together and knew each other and you mm-hmm. went to the butcher and you saw them. And but for the most part, so that was a great, great thing. Um, but one instance I do remember where I felt different um, was when I think I was in middle school at the time. And I was excited because I, you know, we were going to have an opportunity class to start our music program as far as picking out our instruments and things like that we wanted to play. 
and for you know, I just was fascinated about the woodwinds to um, to possibly play a clarinet, and I was really excited. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I puckered my lips up and I thought, hey, I can do this, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of hung out, you know, just looking at the instruments and everything. And I did notice that, the, you know, there were several boys that were excited about it, too. So I was just over there, you know, just plunking along and, you know, again, puckering my lips up. And uh, <laughs> I just remember, remember my teacher um, coming to me and just tapping me on my shoulder and saying to me, um, Rochelle, now wait a minute now. Um, come on over here because you you can't um, play those kinds of things. You know, I'm like, well, I really want to play the clarinet. I'm really interested. She said, no, girls play <laughs> violins. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, you know, then as being an obedient, um, you know, student and person to this adult figure, I just kind of just, you know, went behind her still looking back. And I thought to myself, Terry, I'm thinking now, why is it that I can't play a clarinet? You know, I I thought to myself, well, the boys have lips. Uh, I have lips too. And I got mine all, mine are, my lips are all puckered up and I'm ready to go, you know, so, you know, and um, I just, and I went ahead and I played the violin and I didn't like playing the violin. And uh, I never, I never shared that story with my mother. Mm -hmm. And because my, my mom was the type, if I would have told her that the teacher said that I couldn't play that. Uh, my mother probably would have had a, a, a meeting um, with the teacher. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want that. You know, I just didn't want to to even trouble her. So I just rem- remember that whole experience was labor intense. You know, in my household, I had to bring it home every weekend. And my mom knew I could I had no passion for it. Mm-hmm. And it was just not a good experience. But even, you know, decades later, I still remember that feeling of being told that girls don't do this kind of a thing. And I'm thinking, well, why? I'm equipped. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) that's one of my first vivid experiences. I'm sure if I think back a little bit, um, a little bit uh, farther, I probably would find some more Mm -hmm. of those kinds of things that uh, I experienced. So Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah. that's pretty much in in a nutshell. (laughs) No, that's a great one. Well, and, and, you know, like you said, we have so many experiences where we've, we've felt different, right. Or out of place mm-hmm. or like, that's not what you're supposed to do. So right. I love that the, the question's kind of broad and open. And it's really interesting because when, um, you know, when we think about, when we think about those experiences and it's that, that kind of broadness of it, like the same, same kind of time frame came to mind for me, right. It was, um, you know, when I thought about just in general, what's one time that stood out for me when I felt different, it mm-hmm. was, uh, I go back to my childhood too, Yeah, which exactly. is interesting because, you know, I grew up in Hawaii, so I, I wouldn't have thought I would have felt different back then in a place where I felt like I belonged. But um, in the same way, like, this is why everywhere you go, it doesn't matter where you are, you're, you know, there are small groups of, um, you know, cliques or whatnot where, people might feel like they don't belong. And for me, it was, um, you know, I've always wanted to, always wanted to do hula. All right. You know, growing up in Hawaii, 
It's such a beautiful place, beautiful language, beautiful dance, beautiful way of communicating. I just, I loved the hula. And, um, but I, I'm, I'm you know, born and raised in Hawaii, but that I'm not Hawaiian. I don't have a single drop of native, native Hawaiian blood, which makes me not Hawaiian, um, despite being born and raised in that state. But so I'm, I'm 100% Japanese and I went to school and in elementary school, I always like, same thing. I never told my parents either, but I have always wanted to dance hula. Um, and in Hawaii, it's called a halau. So that's what a hula, hula school is called. It's a halau. And, um, and I just never felt like I would be welcome there. And no one really told me this. No one ever said, like, you know how your teacher said, oh, no, girls, don't play the clarinet. Right? Yeah, <laughs> no one said, oh, no, you're, you can't dance hula. But it was it was in my interactions like with the other students around me all the other uh, girls around me that the girls who danced hula were hawaiian and i was not and um and so it just never felt like i could do that and it felt like a, a space where i wouldn't enter into like i wouldn't be welcome there right but what i thought was so interesting and the reason why that one had stood out to me was that now that i moved out to out to indiana there's an actual indie hula halau out in indiana um that's really welcoming to anyone any background right because they're trying to spread hawaiian arts hawaiian culture hawaiian history and one way to do that is through the dance and so there is um a a hula halau in indianapolis that yeah and so i joined it um after i moved out here and it took me several years to work up the courage to to go and approach, you know, them at the school and say, I would love to learn how to dance. <laughs> but it's kind of, um, I just like the, the differences in our stories and how, you know, like, for you, it was um, just blatant, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that little tap on the shoulder. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, the, the thing, too, is that um, we all, like you had mentioned, we all have had similar experiences. And I think, too, we it comes from, you know, maybe blatant, um, blatant interactions of saying, no, you, you don't belong here or you're not, you know, good enough. Mm-hmm. And I've had all those experiences, like a lot of people, you know, have experienced it, too. But it doesn't mean that you just get over it. I think it does shape who you are. Because mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I hear, you know, a lot of people say, well, why can't people just get over? <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially when the ball is in their court. Why can't they uh-huh. just get over that? Right. And like I said, it, it does. It does shape you. And I'm saying it, it shape you to, to be, um, you know, to retaliate or be a mean person or what have you, but it does. I think, and, and, and as a kid, you know, where you don't have all the language and you don't have all the understanding, I think it does, you know, mold you in a particular way. And it kind of sometimes chip away, depends on how extreme it is, um, chip away at, at you at you on, you know, on some level. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love, I love how you phrase that with the, you know, people just say, well, can't you just get over it? Right. Yeah. It's, it's the harder, harder than, you know, easier said than done. Right. Exactly. Always. Exactly. Exactly. It really, it, it is. And, um, 
but you know, it goes goes back to just learning how to be sensitive, how to uh, extend the olive branch to someone just because you didn't necessarily experience it the same way. Um, I think um, for me, it's it's like, you know, at the end of the day, we're all human and we want to be loved. We want to be listened to. We mm-hmm. want to be respected. Mm-hmm. And um, that that's important. You know, that's really, really important. So, yeah, at that just at our human level, right? All exactly. of us being humans. And I love the the how you phrase it, like extend the olive branch, because yeah. sometimes we, we want to be invited. We want to be welcomed. Right. And that helps us to get over it, because I know for myself that it was it was me in my own way. Right. Exactly. And, and how I. um interpreted social situations and how I saw, you know, these kind of groupings emerge, no one told me outright, you can't do this. And I don't even know if there, if anyone would have been unwelcoming because I never put myself out there because I never felt invited. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I, that's why I was like, I love how we can share our experiences and, and they're so different and unique, but then so much similarity. Right. Exactly. And just being able to learn from from each other's stories, because for you, it was, you know, just outright. No, that's not something that girls do, which I I don't understand why. Exactly. (laughs) You know, like I said, I had my lips all puckered up, so I didn't understand. What else did you need? You got got passion. You got pucker. (laughs) Passion and pucker. And then you should be able to play, right? Like the. There you go. Three Ps in a row. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, so that's, I mean, that's just so interesting in that, you know, I I think, I hope anyone who's listening, like you could probably approach this from either side where there's probably times when someone has outright told you that's not what you do because of who you are. Right. Um, Or, and I'm sure there's other times where we felt like internally, that's not what I do because that's not who I am, right? Exactly. It's kind of interesting to think about how how um, these feelings of not fitting in or not, you know, uh, or being different uh, can come both internally and externally. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know what? When when you uh, thank you for sharing your story, Terry. First of all, because you know, just br- it just brings to mind that so many things that don't have a voice to it or words to it can still um, be very painful, very hurtful. You know, it's just that understood, you know, situation. You just, you know, and I think back, you know, with some of the things um, that my my dad said growing up in the South, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just things that you just didn't do. I mean, and I, you know, for me, I like to question and ask why to things sometimes, but it was just that understood. So I, I can understand, you know, what you're saying. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and it's, there's so much around that, right? Like, especially I think right now, when we think about when people are saying, oh, well, can't you just, can't you just move forward? Can't we just let go of those things? And it's like, no, these are things that are, you know, they've become social norms, right? They've become become things that are subversive, that it's just understood that 
you know, you don't do these things or we don't do these things. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely correct on that. And two, you know, um, when it, when these things keep coming at you, it's almost like, you know, it makes it more difficult, but, you know, even since we're saying about, you know, there are people that have said to us, why can't mm-hmm. you just get over that? Well, it's almost like as soon as you try to get over it, then you got another reminder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like the wet paint sign, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, okay, here we go again. I was just trying to get over that last bite, <laughs> you know, <laughs> You know, that that last nibble out of my, you know, out of my arm. <laughs> Are you nibbling again? So, yeah, it's it's compounded. <laughs> it's like, I'm trying. I'm trying here. I'm trying. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's 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 something. And, but, you know, um, I love the fact that, you know, we're not coming from a vantage point of, you know, poor me or, you know, I tell people, too. I said, but I do allow myself this five minute pity party, you know, once a month. Um, but I don't send out invitations or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> and, and I get back on the horse again. Uh-huh. Uh, and I am a horse lover. So, but, um, yeah, it, but this is one thing, um, you know, my mom used to say, no one can take your testimony. And this is my, this is my testimony. This is from my vantage point And of course, from yours too. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm grateful for just having that opportunity that we can we can freely share yeah so, really important yeah yeah same here I mean that's why I know we both got really excited when we were thinking about starting this up and I was just we, both of us were just kind of like well we're just gonna talk about stories I don't know who's gonna listen but <laughs> I I I felt so connected to you when you had shared your story about the violin and why you ended up playing the violin uh. and um and in that, I was, you know, I was like, you know, there's been so many times where there's been a, a wall or a block or a gatekeeper and you're not allowed in. And it takes so much of that, our own, our own internal work, right? To say, exactly, why not? Right. Why not? Why am I not allowed? Why? Who says? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> who made that rule? <laughs> exactly. I know. And just just having those conversations, that's what connects people, that communication, mm-hmm. uh, to know these kinds of things. Because, you know, sometimes I do believe people, um, just not being aware sometimes that they'll say and do. I mean, no one's perfect. Let's get that straight. No oh, yeah. sure. So we're not saying anything like that. But this is our experience, and this is how we interpret these kinds of of things, you know, and uh, like I said, if it keeps coming at you, you do start uh, questioning, well, why is that? You know, what is it about me? You know, I have two ears and I have one mouth. Uh, (laughs) Just like everyone else? (laughs) Just everyone, like everyone else, you know, why, why is that? Mm -hmm. And um, so that's, it's going to be really interesting moving forward uh-huh. um you know just to having these wonderful you know discussions yeah. and I'm, I'm i'm excited and uh you know I, i'm sure i'm gonna be you know giggling and crying maybe all at the same time 
and that's okay. And that's okay. <laughs> and that's okay. So, I mean, yeah, I just, I just think um, we've all had it, but now it's like just hearing our discussions, people I think will be able to connect, relate, and also be maybe more heightened um, when they're in situations where they can notice that someone is being left out or mm-hmm. left behind right. and have that, have that heart uh, for that other for that other person so yeah and that's, that's our funny. hope right that's our hope that's our yeah. hope well and so we'll we're gonna wrap up here in a little bit and so mm-hmm. uh i i would just kind of want to throw this out to anyone who's listening that if you've had experiences like this if you've you know if there's been a time where you felt like there was um, a gatekeeper or someone telling you you're not supposed to do that, whether or not it was an actual person or it was just your own, you know, your own self telling you um, that you're not supposed to do that for whatever reason, because of who you are, because of where you came from, because of how you grew up, share with us, let us know what your experiences are and you know, what's that story? Cause we would love to hear that. I think there's a lot of, um, at least I know for myself, cause I can only speak for myself, but I feel like there's a lot of, uh, it, it's like somewhat therapeutic to, to, exactly. share, yeah, to share your stories and then to feel like you're not weird. Right. Like, cause that's what exactly. I've always felt like I'm just strange. I'm the only person who would think like, Oh, I'm not going to be welcomed out of hula halal, but I'm sure there's other people out there who felt the same way. Right. Like, exactly. but never even gave it a shot because we just didn't get over our own internal monologue of, well, that's not me. I'm not supposed to do that. Exactly. So yes. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much for everyone who's listening. Thanks for your time and giving us the space and giving us your ears for the past yes. 20 minutes ish. <laughs> ish. Yeah, and if you have any questions for uh, Rochelle or I, or you want us to talk about a, a, some kind of question, or you have a prompt that you want us to start with, uh, let us know. Share those with us, and that's what will shape our conversation around. Exactly, exactly. So I'm sure we'll have, um, you know, we'll provide our contact information, and no question is is off you know, beaten path. Mm-hmm. And Tara, I must say, I love the phrase gatekeeper. I love that. So that, that is so true. I'm going to think more about that. So yeah, thanks for pointing, pointing that out for us to be a little bit more aware of those gatekeepers and even ourselves in instances where we were the gatekeeper. So mm-hmm. that, uh, that's really a good, a good phrase. So uh, uh, thank thanks. you. This is going to be fun. <laughs> right. This is why these conversations always lead to great stuff. I love, ha- I love talking with you. <laughs> Me too. I love talking with you too. And you know, all, I always keep a good fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case, right? <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> all right. Well, we will sign off here. Thank you again for joining us. And uh, we hope you enjoy this the conversation that we had and the stories we had to share. And like, like we said earlier, 
please, please reach out. And if you have similar stories, let us know, share those with us. We'll have a space for comments and you can always shoot us an email or find us on social media and leave us some comments because we would love to connect and hear what your stories are. We will be with you again next month. We always have a new episode every first Tuesday of the month. So stay tuned for our next one coming up in October. All right. This is Terry and Rochelle. This is Rochelle. <laughs> All right. Signing off. We'll see you next month.